Ziggy Tardust, Grippo King, philosopher and artist. Downright to the marrow, he's the arrow through the heartless. Sunlight in the afternoon, his shadow travels furthest. Woven through the heart of doom, he's bursting through the surface, hardly nervous. Suffice to say, he understands his purpose. Threshold king of everything, a comical absurdist. Sometimes when he talks, he sings, yet keeps his high notes wordless. Sing along when Niggy sings, without you, he'd be worthless, homeless, earthless. Venus hot and tie up in the circus. Freak show, hear him speak so properly, cause every word is measured against meaning, probably scheming to unlearn us. Don't you call him by his name, white people call him Curtis. When I say nigga, you say nothing, nigga, nigga. When I say nigga, you say nothing, nigga. Shut up. When I say nigga, you say nothing, nigga, nigga. When I say nigga, you say nothing, nigga. Good evening. How you are? How you guys doing today? This is Chill Time is Will Time. I'm your host for the night, for the evening, for the morning, whenever you listen to this, William Moore. Um, it is. It's been about a little over a week since I recorded last. Uh, I'd hope to be able to bring you guys a, an actual a guest for this episode, but I was unable to do so um, due to some scheduling differences. Just kind of uh, had to reschedule uh, the interview, but. I promise you guys when I do bring on um, that first guest, it will be a pretty awesome and exciting interview, and I can't wait to do it. Um, got a couple contacts, a couple people willing to, to come in and uh, share their professions and share their thoughts uh, with me on the episode. also have a local artist and musician who, um, who I'm working with right now to uh, schedule some time with to come on and uh, do an interview. So, all that to say uh, is just we have some great things coming for, to you guys soon, um, and and I can't wait and hope you can't either. Um, but as as has uh, been customary uh, for the past what three four episodes, we'll start off uh, with graduate decisions. Uh, for those who've been listening, y'all know what that is. That's where I highlight the utter stupidity and uh, dumb decisions that either individuals um, could even be me. Um, organizations, institutions have made over the past uh, few days or weeks that need to be highlighted. Um, and the first thing on that list actually is the NFL's new standing policy. Um, they have a new policy in regards to the national anthem, um, which is just utterly stupid. Um, basically, the policy states that if you do not wish to stand for the national anthem, you should just stay stay in the in the locker room. But if you are coming out of the locker room, then you must stand for the national anthem or risk being fined by your team or the NFL. Pretty stupid. Um, for one, I believe it's... Uh, it is going against free speech. Um, and, you know, there have been arguments with people just saying, well, you know, the NFL is a profession. Uh, it's a job. Uh, and employers have the right to say whether people can or cannot 
um, you know, protests on the job, and if that's more of something that you do outside of work. Um, I like to say you can't really have it both ways because the league has no problem speaking out against certain things when it seems to benefit them that, that are not football related, that are not job related. I mean, it's, it's, it seems pretty stupid. I mean, if you, and another thing that seems to be a black eye for me, it seems like the NFL does a really good job. Like they've spoken out faster, come out a little bit more harsh on, uh, police brutality protests going on in the league than they do on uh, physical abuse towards women. How does any of that make sense? So basically, and, and on top of that, I heard that the league owners uh, had a vote on this, an informal vote. Um, and they made the decision, came up with this this rule um, and made these decisions without having any player representatives involved, um, no agents, not the players union, any of that. So basically a collection of rich billionaires got together and decided the fate of players without representation, without them, you know, having representation of players involved um, and expect that that expect that to be followed as law. Not a smart move, um, but I'm not going to dwell on that too long. The next dumb graduate type decision. I gotta I gotta give it to Roseanne Roseanne Barr with the racist tweets and then blaming it on Ambien. Really? As far as I know, there's no drug in the world or a form of alcohol that makes you say or do things that you really don't want to do. If anything, they are they take away all your inhibitors. Um I once heard it say that a drunk mouth speaks a sober tongue, meaning whatever you say when you're drunk or high or whatever be the case, it's not that drug or alcohol that made you say it. Those are feelings that you've always had and you've just lost your filter. You've lost your inhibitor when you got under the influence. So for her to blame it on Ambien, I mean, come on now, I... It, to, to me, it seems. I think it's funny how anybody who considers themselves a conservative or is affiliated with a conservatism, um, which is supposed to be the party of personal accountability or personal responsibility, can never take blame for actually for any of their own actions. They can actually never take personal responsibility for anything. So they blame racism on Ambien now and economic anxiety. They blame not being able to get jobs on lazy lazy immigrants who don't like to work, but supposedly they're taking other jobs. I'm still trying to figure out how that works. School shootings on trench coats. Blame face eating on bath salts. And killing folks by way of drunk driving um, as a result of being too wealthy to understand consequences or otherwise known as affluenza. Really? That, that's that's really that's that's really the bridge I want to die on. I just find it super ironic. Um, I would like to know what everybody else feels about it too. Um, anybody else got some great examples of some graduate decisions, some real stupid decisions out there? Send me an email with an example to chilltimepod at gmail dot com. But I'm not going to stay too long on that. I'm going to move on to. Um, after highlighting the stupidity of the past couple of weeks, I'm going to move on to some more uh, 
some more exciting topics, some more exciting things that are going on. For one, I want to talk about some new music that was out there, or just highlight some new music that's been that's come out lately that I've been really excited about. Um, Kamasi Washington, jazz musician Kamasi Washington, released a new single maybe a week or two ago called uh, Fist of Fury that will be on his new double album coming out in a couple months. Super excited for that. And it basically, it is his rendition of the intro music to the uh, old Bruce Lee uh, movie, Fist of Fury. Um, and for any fan of that movie, any fan of jazz music, any fan of good music in general, I would really advise you to uh, to have a listen at that. Um, and if it's any inclination of what his new double album was going to be like, um, it's going to be super impressive. I I. I Personally, I can't wait till it comes out. Um, none of his albums have disappointed me, and every single that he's released um, in preparation for our album debut uh, has always been a, a good indicator of what 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 the album is going to be like. Um, I don't think that can be said for a lot of artists. There's plenty of artists out there who release singles, and you listen to the single, you think it sounds great, and then when you get to the rest of the album. You know, when the album's released, you find out there's only, what, two or three songs on there that are actually good um, that you actually want to pay any attention to. With Kamasi Washington, I've never been disappointed. So I'd advise you guys to be on the lookout for that. Um, that new ASAP Rocky album, I'm real high on that one, too. Um, that came out two Fridays ago. Um, the album's called Testing. Um, and there are, some super, there are some super dope tracks on that. Tony Tone, OG Beeper, ASAP Forever, probably my three favorites. But the whole album, uh, I think you can. It's one of those one of those rare albums that you can let play from beginning to end. I do know I have heard some people um, talk and be somewhat skeptical of it and not really liked it. But I like where he's going with it. I like how. In my opinion, uh, all three of his albums seem to kind of take on take on a different direction, a different tone, and he seems to be experimenting more and more and uh, seeing where these experiments can take him in, the, in his uh, hip hop journey. So that's another one that I'm super impressed. Album I'm super impressed with that I'd advise everybody to go take a look at, and also probably the you know the best one of all. Black Thought and Ninth Wonder did a collaboration. An album called Streams of Thought. It's an EP, but it's only got five tracks on it. But all five of those tracks are absolutely ridiculous. Um, on a scale from one to ten, that EP is a 30. It's, it's ridiculous. Two favorite tracks on there. Um, one called Dostoevsky with Rhapsody. And then... Uh, he's got a track on there with Styles P called uh, Making of a Murderer. Absolute complete fire. Complete fire. Um, whole album is dope, but those two specifically, those are, those two tracks are tracks that you pretty much, you can listen to on repeat for an hour and still not get tired of them. I mean, Black Thought has forever been one of my favorite artists. Um, I've always, he's always been a highly regarded lyricist, um, but he, I mean, and, and, and Ninth Wonder, I've talked about him before as being one of the, 
truly great DJs and producers. And for these two to come together and put an album like that, to be honest, together like this, um, only leaves me wanting more and hoping that, you know, a, a full length album is coming out uh, somewhere down the line. So shout out to Black Thought and Ninth Wonder for putting out Streams of Thought. Super, super dope uh, albums. Um, so just to recap, new music, if you listen, listen, you know, you're looking for some new music to listen to, to listen to out there. ASAP Rocky's Testing, Kamashi Washington's single uh, entitled Fist of Fury, and the Black Thought Ninth Wonder collaboration called Streams of Thought. Um, there's actually been a couple new books that I've come across as well, too. One that I've purchased and two more that I actually found out about uh, while I was at work at a conference at a um, birth equity community council meeting um, this past week. Or no, I'm sorry, ICHIRP. Um, shucks. And I forgot what that acronym stands for. So my apologies. But um, the book that I wind up picking up um is Creative Quest by, uh, you know, well-known musician Quest Love, a compatriot of uh, Black Thought. Um, and it's, I've uh, purchased one of and read one of Quest Love's other books uh, called Mo Meta Blues, which is uh, essentially like his biography, um, kind of outlining his train of thought, um, how he kind of met some of the band members in The Roots, um, how they came together to create that, you know what I'm saying, monumental group and create great music. And his mindset through all of it. Um, Creative Quest is more of a book about uh, creativity. How it's harnessed, how it can be used to create great works of art, great music. And different things used as inspiration for creativity. So if any, I mean, any of you that know me and have listened to my podcast know that I am big on that. And that's essentially, that's a book right up my alley. So definitely something that I, you know, I didn't hesitate to pick up and walk out of the bookstore with. The other uh, two books that I was told about, um, one is called The Warmth of Other Sons by Isabel Wilkerson. Uh, I read the previews about it. I was, uh, is actually a public health nurse from... Uh, actually, she wasn't a public health nurse, but a, a lady who worked in equity from the Department of Health that told me about this book. And it's about um, the great migration of black folks during the 30s and 40s in America, why they left the South and why they migrated up north and about that, you know, that the, the strain and toll that they took on their lives. But not just that, their mindset, why they did it and what their experiences were like. And if I'm not mistaken from what I read in the book jacket, uh, is it, it, it centers around, I think, three different families and their experiences with that. Uh, and when I when she actually mentioned that book, there were a bunch of other people at my table that were just, you know, had nothing but amazing things to say about it. Um, so it's it's definitely one that I'm going to make sure that I go pick up. Um and it comes uh, with, you know, under under great recommendations. And the third book that I wanted to talk about and one that I need to go pick up, it's called Nobody 
America's War on the Vulnerable from Ferguson to Flint and Beyond. And it's actually by Mark Lamont Hill. If any of you have heard of that name, it's because Mark Lamont Hill is a regular on CNN Tonight with Don Lemon. Um, he is um, kind of one of those great up-and-coming um, black intellectuals in, a, in, in, in America. He... Like I said, he's on CNN a lot, talking about social justice issues, America's um, issues with race as it pertains to government, policing, the whole nine yards. And if I'm not mistaken, I want to say that he may be teaching somewhere. Um, I should have did a little bit better research on that. But uh, and if anybody knows, uh, please you know, correct me, come chime in with that, with that information. But I think he's a professor too. Um, and funny enough, I actually saw him tonight as I watched, uh, W. Kamal, Kamal Bell's, um, United Shades of America. Um, uh, Mark Lamont Hill is a graduate of Morehouse College and, uh, tonight's topic on, uh, United Shades of America was on HBCUs, Historically Black Colleges and Universities. And I learned some, you know, some really fantastic things on there. One of the things that I thought was super sad, though, one of the last colleges they highlighted was more uh, Morris Brown. And I didn't know that it was actually lost its accreditation like 14 years ago because of some financial mishaps. And they have only like 100 students enrolled right now. And it's essentially like the faculty that teach there are volunteers. Um for for one of our great institutions to kind of be in trouble like that, you know, it surprises me that I guess I didn't know about it or isn't talked about more. And I'm, I'm sure it probably was back 14 years ago when everything went down. But I just was just so out of touch at that time and not aware of it. Um, but I learned a lot about Morehouse, uh, Spelman, Howard. You know, I had known some things about those universities already, but to just get a more in-depth look of campus life on those at those universities and the steep history that they uh, come from, I thought was uh, a you know pretty good. It was, it was a nice uh, learning experience for me, and there, and again another reason why I love love uh, Kamal Bell's uh, show United Shades of America. So. Um, for anybody out there looking, like I said, looking for new music, looking for new books, take note of the list that I gave out earlier and um, tap into that as a resource. And, you know, if you uh, happen to listen to these uh, albums or read these books or, you know, have already or whatever, I'd be interested to know what you guys think about them. Uh, it'd be nice to have a, a little a critique or discussion about some of the tracks, some of your favorite tracks um, from the different albums, what you liked or didn't like about it, and what you may you know like or didn't like about the books that I um, just talked about. Um, but I'll go ahead and uh, move on to what is supposed to be my main topic for the night. And my main topic about tonight, I wanted to um, do an episode on money-making opportunities. Uh, specifically, um, um, a, a, an investment firm that I learned about, and I kind of wanted to talk about uh, an awesome company that I had learned about, or a business that I wanted to take note of that I thought would be 
pretty cool for people to learn about. And if they could, you know, if they didn't mind, a company that I think they should, would like to support. Um, but first, um, the one of the, you know, the, the, the number one company that I kind of wanted to talk about um, was Swell Investment Firm. So funny enough, I kind of found out about Swell Investment Firm uh, indirectly. Um, it was actually highlighted in Fast Company magazine. Uh, many of you know I've talked about that as a magazine that I thought was um, a pretty cool magazine that any uh, entrepreneur out there should subscribe in subscribe to because um, it's something that you learn a great deal from. It's got a lot of great articles in, but it's actually not how I found out about it. I actually found out about it from a company that I'm going to highlight after this called BioLight Energy. So recently, or you know what? Better fact. Let me go in. I'll start talking about BioLite first, and then I'll get into Swell Investment Firm. So, so BioLite Energy, I actually learned about this company through, I was looking at GQ Magazine, like over a year ago, way over a year ago. Um, they have a little section in there where they kind of highlight new little gadgets and stuff like that. And they uh, had an article on the camp stove. Um, now, I'm not somebody who goes... You know, I'm not a, an ardent camper or anything like that. I have been camping before, and I would like to start going a little bit more. Um, but I'm always, you know, a person, too, who is always interested in new technology, um, an interesting new, you know, business opportunities, uh, gadgets out there, anything that's that that is just different for me that's out of my normal sphere. So anything that I can learn different about. And this this little camping stove seemed to, you know, it really caught my attention. Um, and so, the comp like I said before, the company's called BioLite Energy, and it's based out of New York City. And what they do is, um, for they all their products are, are essentially solar-powered and based off of the idea of um, sustainable clean energy. Um, another cool thing that they do is... They're the for every prod everything that they sell, um, they donate products and money towards providing products to countries that are in energy uh, countries in Africa that are experiencing energy poverty, which I think is super cool, um, much much akin to, um, on a albeit on a much smaller scale, what the artist Akon has done. If anybody remembers. You know, me talking about that before on a different podcast. Um, a couple years ago, uh, the artist Akon uh, made some huge investments and started to bring energy um, power to a ton of different villages um, and towns and throughout Africa that otherwise don't have access to, to any form of power. And this is huge. I remember talking about it before as... I thought that it was, you know, that it was impressive because this day and age, when you hear about artists or athletes or whatever, it's it's one of two things that you hear about. You hear either hear about them doing something incredibly stupid, um, and that brings shame to them or their family, uh, which is, you know, sadly enough, which is 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 a headline grabber in this country. Um, or you hear about them doing something. It might not be stupid, 
but it's it really bear, bears no weight. It has no meaning to anything. Like it'll be a dumb headline, like such and such spent the weekend in you know this you know Caribbean island or whatever. Just nothing, nothing of importance, nothing of significance. You know, it seems like it's like American society is like dumbed down. So we can either only handle scandal or we can handle, you know, insignificant events. Well, here is somebody who has done something impressive, done something very altruistic and brought, like I said, brought free power to a lot of people and in countries and villages that don't have, you know, don't have any access to power. Well, BioLite is also what they're doing is for all their purchases, they're donating money and donating some of their products to also to some of these countries. Um, and it's sustainable because a lot of their equipment, you know, the majority of their equipment actually is solar powered. So you let it sit out in the sun um, and then it, you know, it, it generates its own power. Anything from lamps to camp stoves to fire pits uh, or the fire pit actually isn't out yet, but it's on pre-order. I kind of saw on their website. Um, they have uh, rechargeable battery packs, which um, are compatible with their, they, you know, they sell solar panels. Um, so it's just a, it's an awesome idea um, and something that I, that I think has very great practical use um, depending on, you know, what you're doing and uh, where you are. Uh, the founders, you know, I kind of touched on this a little bit before, like, but the founders kind of birthed the idea for the company out the frustration that most camping equipment and camping stoves needed the use of fossil fuels. Um, and so what they did is they kind of got to work with trying to figure out how could they create something that is energy efficient, cuts down on emissions and doesn't really need fossil fuels the way it does. And then lo and behold, a couple years later, the, uh, you know, they brought a prototype of their signature camp stove and they introduced it at the combustion conference in 2008. Um, and ever since then, it's been, been, been awesome. Um, there's, you know, experienced a lot of growth in the company. More people are starting to, uh, catch wind of their products. They're expanding. Um, I love their products myself. Um, I have uh, a 10 watt solar panel. I have uh, an external battery pack. So, you know, on those long days when I'm out of the office a lot and I'm traveling back and forth and I don't have, um, you know, t you know, time to charge up my phone or whatever, I have the external battery pack, which, you know, happens to be water resistant and dirt and grime resistant. And I also have the use of a solar panel, which I can just open up, you know, anywhere you know, it has a miniature sundial on it where it, you know, shows you the optimum angle to catch sunlight and I can power up anything that I have in my house or in my possession that has a micro USB port um, through that solar panel. So that's something else that I, um, that I really appreciate about, you know, about their, um, their equipment and their products. And just another example, and, and and the thing is too, all their things that they have are like super portable. Um, so not only not only are they energy efficient, they're portable. It's a source of renewable energy, and anything that they have, like the camp stove stuff like that, they produce very little smoke, which means that they cut down on a lot of any type of emissions. Uh, um, 
<coughs> and anybody who does a lot of camping or whatnot knows that, you know, when you start a campfire or you're cooking over an open fire and stuff like that, you know, there are a lot of emissions, you know, purely from the fact that a lot of the smoke that comes from the fire. Well, a lot of their, all their products cut down on all of that. So if you're somebody who's really interested in green energy, um, helping to, you know, preserve the environment, but also looks a lot, you know, is looking toward, um, um, supporting a, a, a small up and coming company that's doing some great things and doing some altruistic work. Um, BioLite Energy is definitely a, a company that you would like to support. Um, they have just, I, I even read up on them a little bit that they even published an impact report of January of last year so that you can kind of see the progress of the company and see the type of impact that they've made uh, globally with their equipment. And I even read up that the fact that they have several teams, like a team here in the U.S., a team in Kenya, and a team in Uganda. Um, and these are uh, Kenya and Uganda really being, you know, two of the main places that they are donating a lot of their products um, from the proceeds and sales that they make here in America to help people out there. So that is super, uh, super dope in my opinion. Um, and super encouraging that amongst, you know, all the, uh, the crazy unchecked capitalism that we have going on in America and a lot of the businesses that are just about the bottom dollar, don't care about the environment, don't care about employees, don't care about the people that there are some companies out there still trying to do some great things. Um, and that making the bottom dollar is not their only goal. Um, so this kind of leads, you know, it will help me segue into what I was going to talk about next, um, being the investment firm that I found out about. Because, you know, basically how I found out about this investment firm is I had become so enamored with BioLite that I was like, you know what? This company is doing some great things. I really believe in it. I believe in their mission. Um, and I believe they're going to grow. So it's like, I wonder if it's uh, an institution that I could buy stock in. So I just kind of put in Google and I was looking up uh, if it was possible for me to do so. And I found out that I couldn't. But what happened is throughout my search is uh, a company called Swell Investment Firm popped up. Um, and I'm kind of surprised that I missed learning about this because as I kind of alluded to a little bit before, the Swell Investment Firm was actually, they were highlighted in Fast uh, uh, Fast Company Magazine. Um, like I said, which is a magazine that I, you know, am an ardent supporter of. Um, and so my only guess is that Swell kind of popped up in, um, in that search because even though it is an investment firm, one of its specialties is investing in socially responsible uh uh, organizations and companies or businesses. Um, and so, you know, I kind of looked up and started reading a little bit about it. And you know what? I got to say, I became a, uh, a fan of this investment firm as well, or this company as well. And um, I'm actually, you know, finishing up my research on it because before you make any type of investments or any type of business deals or make any type of recommendations to other people like I'm doing with you guys, you want to make sure excuse me, that you're doing your due diligence and that you're doing your, you know, enough research about it. Um, and you know, so far what I've got to say, you know, what I've learned about it, I'm pretty impressed. And I think that I am probably going to start investing with him, uh, this upcoming week. 
So what I learned about Swell Investment Firm is essentially like what I said before, they are a socially responsible um, impact portfolio for uh, 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 for investments. Um, it's an SEC registered investment advisor under Pacific Life. Um, and for any of you who Pacific Life sounds familiar to you, that's because that is uh, an investment firm or uh, entity that has been in the financial industry for over 150 years. So they're not new. Um, they're not new to the game in terms of investing and stuff like that. Um, one of the things that I thought was super cool about Swell Investment Firm is you can invest uh, in six different portfolio areas. Um, those portfolio portfolio areas are healthy living, disease eradication, renewable energy, zero waste, clean water, and green tech. Um, so to me, um, as a person who's become more aware of, especially with the way money has started to play more of a hand in politics, I've started to want to be somebody who is more aware of where I'm putting donating or putting my money, you know, where my dollar is going, where I'm spending those dollars. Cause I am starting to be one of those people who, um, as I've become more frustrated with the way politics is going, um, I, you know, as I've started to feel more and more like my vote or what I, what I feel like, like my vote or what I really want to happen doesn't count with our politicians. One thing that I do know matters and that I do know affects them is where my dollars go. And since a lot of companies or a lot of politicians are in the pocket or, you know, are in the pockets of a lot of these companies, um, I know that if I, um, I feel better about myself, if I could, you know, even if things that I want to get done aren't getting done, that I'm not contributing to it by still giving dollars to companies that are 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 supporting politicians that I know aren't passing policies or legislations or legislation that benefits me or the people that I care most about. And so one of those things that I care a lot about is our environment. Um, Cause say whatever you want to say, um, and whatever party you're a part of or whatever, if the environment goes, we all go. We only got one Earth. We only got there's there's only one planet that we're living on. Yeah, they're finding you know every day they're finding more and more Earth-like planets out there. But guess what? They're hundreds and thousands and millions of light years away, and so far we don't have the technology to get there. So we you know it's prudent for us and it's it, it's it's more advised for us to take care of the planet that we are currently on right now. Um, and being that, like I said, these six different areas, like healthy living, getting rid of diseases, renewable energy, zero waste, clean water, green tech, anybody that cares about the environment, anybody that, um, that wants to see growth, uh, and those, you know, those six different industries or areas, this is the this is the uh, uh, the investment firm for you. Um, they operate by analyzing global trends, and they only select the top companies or the best companies um, in 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 these areas. Um, each portfolio 
is constructed with uh, under with with you know two valuable ideals in mind, and those being the impact and performance. So they're only going to present companies for you to invest on that not only perform well. So you're going to see great return um, on the money that you invest, but they're also going to make a significant impact um, on the uh, on the environment. They're also doing good things. So not only are you letting your money work for you, but your money's also uh, working for a super positive, uh, super positive causes. Um, another great thing that I read about them that I really appreciate is they screen all the companies that they make investments in to make sure not, like I said, that they make sure that not, not only do they have a valuable impact on the environment, but they also like to check out like how they generate their revenue, um, and, and, and that they perform well. So they want to make sure that, you know, yep, we're making money, they're making impact, but is it generating the right type of revenue? Because if their revenue is coming from something that is against their mission statement or against something that socially responsible folk who are trusting this company to take their money and invest it in socially responsible ideals, um, if it's going against their mission, they don't want to do that. Um, so I, you know, I appreciate a company who's willing to do their due diligence and do that because there's a lot of entities out there that don't, like I said, it's about the dollar, bottom dollar. It's about making the money and how a company makes their money, whether it's on the, you know, the backs of, you know, men, women, and children, you know, functioning essentially, you know, in slave labor or being harmed or in war torn countries, anything like that. They don't care. It's just about making the dollar. From you know, from all of that I can see and all that I've read, Swell Investment Firm um, stays away from that, and they try to make sure that any company that they are, are affiliated with, or they do business with and invest with, stays away from those things. Again, something that I see as admirable and something that I really appreciate, and something that I feel comfortable with putting my money in. Um, all your cash. And securities are held in a brokerage account in your name um, at Folio uh, Investments Incorporation. And, you know, there is only a $50, $50 minimum account value uh, that you need to have. And there's only a 0.75% annual fee. To me, in the world of investments, not to say that I am an investment guru um, and that I'm somebody who dances around and plays around the Wall Street a lot and you know I'm a some wolf of Wall Street or anything like that but I do know a decent amount uh, about uh, investing dollars appropriately in the right way and neither of those two things um, seem bad they're, they're, they're basically uh, um, what I'm basically doing is encouraging you to invest in it. I think that those are great rates. A 0.75% annual fee is great. And a $50 minimum account value is something that's affordable for a lot of people. Still not a, in lot for everybody because we, as we still know, 50 bucks, you know, for, you know, the, the mass amount of people that we have in this country still living in poverty, 10 bucks is too much to spare. There are people trying to make $5, you know, stretch, um, stretch for a whole week. But for those who make decent money or you consider yourself yourself middle class America or lower middle class America, a $50 minimum investment is not bad at all. 
Um, and it's, like I said, to do that with a low annual percentage rate um, and companies that are doing socially responsible things and helping give back to the environment, stuff like that, you can't beat it. So if I could give anybody any advice, um, business advice or advice on, uh, you know, companies to support, as I said today, BioLite Energy is one, especially if you're a camper and looking for some great camping equipment. Like I said, it's a great source of renewable energy. Um, great, good quality camping equipment. Um, and, and pretty for all intents and purposes, it's, it's pretty inexpensive uh, equipment as well. And Swell Investment Firm. Um, for those who are looking to invest money um, in an intelligent manner and invest their dollars in some ideals that they believe in. Other than that, that's really all I had for everybody today. Um, not a long show at all. Um, once again, I appreciate everybody taking the time out to have a listen to me today. Um, this week, I plan on doing one to two more shows. Um, and hopefully, like I said, I can get those interviews that I had lined up, rescheduled, and in. Um, other than that, uh, as always, if anybody has any critique of the show, has any questions about anything that I talked about here today, um, comments about what they like, didn't like, please, please, please send me an email to chilltimepod at gmail.com. And I would absolutely uh, love to address those things. And who knows? If you're somebody that lives in the air, also get a chance to come on and be a guest on the show. Um, just let me know and I will make that happen. So I appreciate that. You know, I appreciate everybody sitting in and uh, taking some time out with me tonight. And I'll holla. Artist, Grippo King, philosopher and artist. Down right to the marrow, he's the arrow through the heartless. Sunlight in the afternoon, his shadow travels furthest. Woven through the heart of doom, he's bursting through the surface, hardly nervous. Suffice to say, he understands his purpose. Threshold king of everything, a comical absurdist. Sometimes when he talks, he sings, yet keeps his high notes wordless. Sing along when Niggy sings, without you, he'd be worthless, homeless, earthless. Venus hot and tie up in the circus. Freak show, hear him speak so properly, cause every word is measured against meaning, probably scheming to unlearn us. Don't you call him by his name, white people call him Curtis. When I say nigga, you say nothing, nigga, nigga. When I say nigga, you say nothing, nigga. Shut up. When I say nigga, you say nothing, nigga, nigga. When I say nigga, you say nothing, nigga. Say that girl nigga grown What your daddy gon' do He can't deny but he know true What the preacher gon' say But you can't say shit girl the preacher gay What your granny gon' do She can't deny the truth Hey 
Niggy taught us here to stay Paint him on your lunchbox or your thermos for a fay You might win the chance to hang with Niggy for a day Side effects may include simply doing what you say Hey, Niggy taught us no guitar Ghetto gothic millionaire, a super duper star Side effects may include simply being who you are You are yourself, my darling dear, and we're never a nigga When I say nigga, you say nothing Nigga, nigga When I say nigga, you say nothing Nigga, shut up When I say nigga, you say nothing Nigga, nigga Say nigga, you say nothing, nigga. Dust.